You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 108. And today we're talking about the opportunities that are available to you when you use self-reflection in your business. So stay tuned. I'm Samantha Riley, and after being in business for 20 years, I took the leap of faith from a traditional bricks and mortar business into the online world and created a business based around my expertise. Now I have a life that gives me the freedom to work wherever I have an internet connection. I'm now obsessed with helping the unheard experts who are brilliant at what they do but feel like the world's best kept secret transform to influential thought leaders, all while creating a business which gives them the freedom to create their life by design. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab Thursday edition. As always, I'm I'm your co-host, Tim Hyde, and I'm joined by the righteous... Righteous! Righteous! (laughs) Samantha Riley. Well, I thought we we're having a rant episode today, so we can be we can be a bit righteous, can we? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't like I don't like today's thesaurus edition. <laughs> oh no, sorry. let's go let's go with the virtuous then. Okay, um, Sam, how are you? I'm doing very well, thanks, Tim. How are you? I'm doing fabulous, fabulous. Great to be back in Canberra after spending some time up on the Gold Coast in Queensland, which was a lot of fun. Super nice, super and, nice. And, and significantly warmer than Canberra in winter, so I have discovered. <laughs> well, and we've, I mean, in Australia, I don't know what Canberra's like, but it's, we've gone back to, I'll say we've gone back to winter, but it's like we've got more winter than we've had all winter this week. Lots of rain, which we need, but I'm super glad that I'm heading out to the US to hit some summer weather this week. I know. I'm a little bit jealous of your jaunt out to the US. It's going to be super exciting. I look forward to seeing what's going on and then following along uh, via Facebook. It's going to be awesome. But today we are talking about... (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have have said that this is going to be a rant episode, haven't we, Tim? Well, look, I think we're going to talk today. We're not going to to have a rant. What we're going to do is talk about ranting today. Yes. This is something that affects pretty much everybody in business, right? At some point in your life, you are going to have or feel the need to have a rant about something that's going on in your business, right? And then maybe how to, I guess, deal with that appropriately. Hang on. Are you saying that everything doesn't go 100% perfectly in your business every day, Tim? Is that what I'm hearing? I just like rant. I so wish it (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Like we have things that don't go to plan. When we were discussing how we were going to talk about this episode, because we were, I mean, you and I did have a private little bit of a rant about something a couple of weeks ago and said, let's record an episode about this. But then when it came down to us, both of us said that we weren't comfortable about having a rant in public because it's just not resourceful. And I think that's what we want to start this this episode with is when things don't go wrong, that having a rant out to everyone isn't the way to deal with things. Yeah, I think men don't go right as opposed to going wrong. I don't know that I'd rant too often about things that don't go wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all right, all right. And that's funny, I just did a post this morning about things coming out of your mouth that that (laughs) were wrong and it happens. We're all human. We have those moments. 
Yeah, look, I think look, I think we need to recognise there are things that really frustrate us in our business. And, and Sam, I know you and I share a sort of frustration in a business where um, you know we've booked in appointments for people and they don't show up. That doesn't seem to, from our expect, from our expectation, doesn't seem to show us the kind of respect that we think we deserve. Uh-huh. from our, our customers, from our partners, you know, from the people we have relationships in our business with. And because those are the, those are the things that are really important and integral to, to our values and having that open communication. And in your business, you will have, or you personally in your life, will have things that are important to you that aren't as important to other people. Yeah. Right? And when you feel, you know, that those things are not kind of in alignment and something like, you know, not showing up to an appointment or, or not compute, not communicating or, you know, for me, if it's say you're going to pay a bill on a particular date and you don't pay that bill, it kind of, you know, those are the kind of things that I feel disrespected about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I think when we, and everyone has these business, right, yours may, yours may differ. Sam, I know you've got some, some other things that, that really get your goat and get you going as well. But I think when we, we have these things happen to us, there's a couple of things that I think, that we really need to look at on. And the firstly is that, that new opportunity for self-reflection. Yeah, totally. So I guess just saying what Tim said in a different way is that we have things that get us hot under the collar. Instead of having a rant in public, A, go hit a punching bag or whatever it is that you need to do, but B, turn around and self-reflect and say something didn't happen and it really annoyed me turn around and look at yourself and say, what can I do to make sure that this situation doesn't happen again? Yeah. And a lot of that's about sort of managing expectations, right? Not, not just managing your, you know, people you're dealing with, the expectations of those people. I'd say, hey, look, if you're going to be on a call, I'm literally only going to be on for like five minutes. If you can't make it, we're going to have to reschedule. You know, it's, it's managing your own expectations too. It's because if you don't set the expectations with your customers, you might find yourself at times disappointed you know that the people don't sort of you know do, do those things but but if you don't you know set that we might have to cut this bit out Joel. i think if you don't set the expectations of, of the people that you're working with you know customers suppliers partners staff whoever it is you're going to find yourself in, in situations where you do get frustrated and disappointed that those expectations are not met and it's largely been your own fault because you haven't communicated them totally Totally. So we've got two different ways or two different, I guess, sides to this. One is the clients that you want to bring on board or your prospects and, well, and clients and referral partners as well. You mentioned before we started recording, Tim, that you take your guys at your networking events once a quarter through a training to help them bring on better referral partners. And I think that's something I hear a lot. Oh, no one refers work to me or they refer work that you know, they don't chase up a referral partner or they refer the wrong kind of referral partner. And that generally means that you haven't set the expectations right from the start. So people don't have some sort of framework to follow. It's, you know, asking yourself, what are those really important things? You know, I only want to work with people that, you know, do the work, they're resourceful, they're respectful, all of these types of things. And this is where we need to self-reflect and say, well, what are we doing to make sure that we are also doing this to our referral partners, to our clients, to our prospects. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, the, the exercise that I take, you know, my teams through um, when I do that training with people is to actually sort of write down the characteristics and traits of, in this case, a good referral partner, right? And you could do this to the same thing, right, for staff, 
for, for customers, for, for partners. And if you write those things down and start to look at it with a bit of a sort of bit of self-reflective view and say, am I exhibiting these behaviours? And what strategies do I have in place to teach people, you know, how I like to work? So if you're in a, in a situation where your referral partners are not following up with you to let you know where your trusted referral has gone to, well, hang on, maybe that's not a failing of theirs because you haven't set that expectation. You need to come back and say, hey, Sam, how I like to work with my partners is that this is what I do. I will introduce you via email. I will, you know, follow up and let you know when I booked an appointment. I'll follow up and let you know how that appointment went, and that'll be the extent of it. Does that sound okay to you? Because when we set that expectation about that relationship, we're actually sort of starting to come from that level playing field, and it means we're less likely to get in a position where someone's going to disappoint us and we feel the need to rent. So what we're essentially doing is leading them where we're telling them this is the way it's going to work. So it makes it super easy for them. They just follow the process. Yeah, and the same thing with your clients and, and, and prospects. You know, if you're using a calendar booking system, you know, set that appointment. And one of the cool things about automation is we can tell when people open re- reminder emails and not. And if maybe if they don't re- open the reminder emails, we might raise a task to call them and say, hey, look, just looking forward to our call or an SMS or something. But again, if we're not setting the expectations about, hey, I will be here at this particular time and this is what will happen. And, you know, if you don't do what I want you to do, this is also what is going to happen. Then we can sort of start to manage that expectation around um, both our own commitments, but also our, that, that, our, that relationship commitment as well. Now, I know that, that both of us hear a lot people complaining about clients that they've taken on. And I think this is a really interesting one because we've all had what I call D clients. We all have. Most people will do a rant and blame that client, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's really and a beautiful opportunity to learn and adjust what we're doing. We think if we don't get the, the result that we're expecting, what systems do we need to put in place? What processes do we need to put in place? What, what needs to happen to make sure that this doesn't happen again, whether it is just being clear on the kind of clients that we're taking on board to make sure they tick their boxes, or to actually have that moment of self-reflection and go, you know what, I actually did let that client down because they didn't get what they needed. You know, it, it could be both sides. It could be I, do, I want to make sure that I don't take on clients that don't take responsibility and, and you know, no, and have some sort of process in place to go through your expectations with them at the beginning of their client journey or whether you look and say, actually, there's some stuff that I need to do. But whichever way it is about reflecting back to yourself and saying, you know, what do I need to adjust What or maybe, you know, set boundaries, whatever it is in my business to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you raise a really good point there, Sam, that if we don't manage those relationships, right, we'll find the relationship managing us. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. The other way around, right? So, you know, set those, set those expectations early on within a relationship and it's not just clients as we talked about, you know, it's also your staff. If you find yourself frustrated with your staff, it's probably because you've had a failing somewhere in your process and it's a perfect opportunity to sort of say, hey, well, maybe, you know, I'm partly responsible. And we, we, we spoke just the other week, Sam, about, um, you know, I've just brought on a new VA and, and I acknowledge to you that the last time I had one, the relationship didn't get me what I needed to and I and ended up sort of firing 
that one. But the big revelation for me coming into this this new um, staff member was that I had let the relationship down. The failing was not necessarily theirs, is equally as much, if not more so, me not managing the relationship and not managing the expectations. And then me getting frustrated because those those expectations weren't being met. And largely because I just didn't say what I needed. Absolutely. I saw a fantastic Gary Vee clip from his recent tour and I saw the clip over the weekend and there was a woman who owned a hairdressing salon and, and she said to Gary Vee, she's like, I'm so frustrated that, you know, Jen, why they're lazy. I've had 12 staff. They've all stayed with me a certain amount of time. They've all left. And she was, she was really blaming Jen Y. And he said, hang on a minute, you've had 12 staff and you've lost every single one of them. <laughs> There's a cause. Like, oh, right? she, still, she still didn't see the point. She was like, There's I know, it's so of, hard. It's so hard. One common thing and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, have you ever thought about sitting down with every single one of those people and saying, what did they need that I wasn't providing? And I just thought, what a fantastic way to learn about other people and what they need on the other side of the relationship. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was a really fantastic clip. Absolutely. Look, relationships takes two, and if you're getting frustrated with it, it's because it's probably because you're not. <laughs> it's it's only one sided. Absolutely, absolutely. So I guess that's that's what we wanted to leave everyone with today. That when things don't go right and you feel like you want to have a rant, maybe head to the head to the uh, the boxing bag instead and take a moment to self reflect, take a bit of responsibility, and say, "What can I do to change this up?" Yeah, absolutely. So, look, I think my big takeaway from that, Sam, probably two things. Right? Um, firstly, that it's okay to have a rant. But, you know, if you're going to have a rant, have it in an appropriate way with an appropriate person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you've got a business coach and you want to have a rant about a staff member or a, or a client, rant with your business coach. And okay. I think that's actually really good because that will bring – that's being resourceful rather than just ranty to anyone if you're doing it with your business coach because you're able to work through that and figure <clears> out the, the appropriate outcome for your business. That's right. Certainly don't have a rant um, about a client with another client. Certainly don't have a rant about a staff member with another staff member. That's an inappropriate way. Right? And the second thing I think that every time you find something that's frustrating you and you feel the need to have a rant, take the opportunity for self-reflection. Right? So yeah. take a look back and say, what are, the, what are the circumstances that led to this particular point? And this particular frustration, and then go, you know, and own up to it, right? Take yeah. some responsibility and say, look, what was my part in getting to this point? Yeah. I mean, there's certainly things that happen that we don't have control over, but we do have control over the way that we show up and deal with those issues. So, you know, having someone not show up on a call isn't entirely about us. Have we put the things in place like reminders and, you know, followed up? If so, then you can't do anything. Sometimes stuff just doesn't go right. You know, we, we do get no-shows. But is there an opportunity for you to put some system or process into place? If you've done that, then sometimes it's just how business goes. Awesome. Sam, what have we got coming up for next episode? Looking forward to next episode, we are going to talk about program design, how to put your program together to make it profitable and desirable. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that, Sam. Great to see you again and uh, looking forward to next episode. Likewise, Tim. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Ciao for now. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? 
One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people. People who think big like me, who have a desire for growth, and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samantharileyglobal forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode, and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Thank you.